the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. And it's a great day to be in a Popka Blue Darter. Have a lot of exciting things happening in the Popka Blue Darter athletic department. We're going to talk about them all for the next hour. Joe Ferrar, we're coming to you live, first of all, from Porky's Original Barbecue, right in the heart of downtown Apopka. Joined by Joe Ferraro producing our show. John Perry is here from the Apopka Chief and Planner. And we're looking forward to being joined by Coach Rick Darlington later in our program. And, of course, it's part of our tradition, our Friday tradition on Blue Darter Sports Central. We'll be having lunch right here at Porky's after the show. So I uh, love to see any of you that want to come up and, and join us. It's a huge day on the agenda or some, some wonderful successes and wonderful things on the horizon. First of all, the big first playoff game of the 2017 postseason is tonight. Popka's on the road at Sanford Seminole High School. And that uh, will match two literally of the best teams, not only in our area, but in the state of Florida. It's a, it's a real great first-round matchup. Also, we want to let you know, uh, once again, we're continuing to celebrate the Apopka Blue Darter Boys Bowling Team's fifth consecutive state championship. Of course, that was a big feature of our show last week. They just had... <laughs> brought home the trophy the night before a week ago thursday night and we were the we really were able to cover that in depth on our show there's a wonderful front page article in the apopka chief sports section this week which is on the newsstands now uh, highlighting apopka blue daughter boards bowling with a great picture photograph of the team also coach campbell and uh, Coach Doug Campbell will continue to talk about Apopka Blue Darter Boards Bowling because that's one of the great, I think, stories or sports stories really in, in America, literally. And it's, it happened right here. Once again, happened in Apopka. Uh, Apopka Blue Darter Baseball had their annual golf tournament last Saturday. And there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon for Blue Darter Baseball. We look forward to covering them. And I know that among other sports, Coach uh, Scott Williams is working hard with his basketball team. And we're really, really looking forward to covering Blue Darter Basketball Game of the Week on 1520 WBCW this year as well. So anyway, there's, of course, a lot going on. There's a lot of other great sports, great things happening that I didn't even mention. But right now, with it being a football playoff Friday, in fact, the first playoff of the 2017 season, that'll be our primary focus on the show today. And now let's go to, to John Peary. And, you know, John, why don't you just talk about, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the, the nice win over Oak Ridge last Friday, of course, on our show as well. But right now, just talk about uh, your thoughts on, on uh, maybe a, a little overview of the season, the regular season and, and where, you know, from your perspective, 
we are in terms of as we head into postseason and our prospects for postseason? Well, obviously, there's a lot of experience both in the coaching staff and among these players uh, with postseason experience. Um, you know, last year, however, it was it was one and done uh, that 40 to 39 upset loss to Timber Creek. Uh, I know a lot of people don't maybe don't want to hear about it again, but uh, bottom line is it happened, and you've got to learn Lose from those kind of lessons. Lucy has a learning experience. Absolutely, exactly. and 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 I know. Uh, uh, Coach Darlington and I have talked about it uh, from time to time, and he bring, he's the one who brings it up generally. Uh, anyway, bottom line is uh, you learn from that, and, and hopefully the next time it's, it, it is you put that experience to, to good use. Um, this Apopka team is, is, you know, it's the little things that, that I think have kept it from being perhaps 10-0. I mean, you know, the, the, I thought the best game the team played all year uh, was, was Dr. Phillips. And, and that in terms of quality opponents, you know, maybe they played a little better uh, against a Jacksonville Mandarin or something like that. But bottom line is uh, against a quality opponent, I think the team's overall game was, was the Dr. Phillips game was the best. Um you know, last week, for instance, you know, started out like gangbusters. You know, first three possessions, boom, 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 th- 22 to nothing before the end of the first quarter. Uh, defense been a little bit in the first quarter, but but got the, uh, you know, a turnover on downs, and then the third touchdown happened. So, you know, bottom line is this team's has shown some ability to really do well. Um, the, the, the You look at the three losses, and, and you can point to and, – and, I don't think this is nothing uh, groundbreaking when I say that more teams lose games than other teams win games. Uh, you know, teams usually make mistakes to lose versus making the plays to win. Um, and and the bottom line is is you could look at all three games for for a pop and say, yeah, there's these mistakes X, Y, and Z. But uh, you know, looking at at what this team's done and and fought through some of those mistakes uh, in in other games to to win. Uh, two things: the turnovers. Uh, you know, Popka's averaging about a fumble lost per game. That, you know, that that could make a difference in a playoff game. Absolutely, uh, certainly can make a difference in a regular season game against a quality opponent. But you know, it can in the playoffs. Uh, the uh, the the you know, from time to time, penalties have crept up. But then there's been other games where penalties were not an issue at all. So uh, that that tends to be more the guys uh, who are watching the. The, the stripes, uh, you know, the the guys in the striped shirts who are calling the game. Um, you know, some, sometimes they call holding pretty much when they want to, and other times it's it's not even called. You don't even think about it during the game. So, um, you know, I, I think Apopka's defense has got to make Seminole one-dimensional. Um, if Seminole can run the ball, I know they're a pretty decent passing team. I don't know that they're the big strike passing team that sometimes – uh, uh, beats Apopka, but uh, the bottom line is uh, Timmy McLean's. Uh, even though he's just a freshman back there at uh, at uh, a quarterback for Seminole, I think they've got to be able to to to, uh, to slow him down in terms of containing him a little bit, more, a little better than they did last week against Oak Ridge. But uh, you know, making him one dimensional, it's like last week. Making you know, they made Oak Ridge one dimensional right away. Oak Ridge tried two running plays the whole game 
the rest of it was the rest of the running yardage was was uh, scrambles by the quarterback. So, you know, if they can do that, I, I think they've got a good shot at winning. Uh, unless Seminole's defense is a lot better than I think it is. Uh, you know, this isn't the Seminole defense from ten years ago when Apopka went over them and lost twenty eight seven in the regional final. Uh, that Seminole team was loaded on defense and went on to win the state championship. So, uh, you know, this defense is obviously good. It's kind of like a pop because they're good. But but I think the defense that, that stops the run better may come out on top tonight. Ranger Lewis of the Blue Daughter Sports Central. John Perry's joining us. Jeff Ferraro's here. We look forward to seeing you. Come on up and join us for lunch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. want to, of course, acknowledge our veterans. Tomorrow is Veterans Day, and we salute all of our veterans and all who are serving right now in the United States military. And today is actually the birthday of the United States Mil- uh, Marine Corps. And first of all, I want to thank Joe Ferraro, who's a United States Marine. Thank you for your service, You're Joe. welcome. I do it again in a heartbeat. And uh, really, well, you know, there's, there's no words to really even to describe the impact of the Marine Corps and the, the military in general, because that those are the, the men and women that have always allowed us to do everything that we do, live lives of security, comfort, and freedom. And they're literally putting their lives on the line every single day. And the Marine Corps have been doing it now for 242 years. years. I knew Joe would know. And um, You weren't in that first graduating class. That was 1776. That's amazing. That's that's truly amazing, man. uh, Because the Navy needed protection. (laughs) Here we go. In the the Marine Corps, of course, with all the armed services, were uh, militia, of course, as well. That's you, right. you, the reason, I mean, the the, the vehicle we, we gained our freedom originally uh, from Britain in, in 1776, and uh, were able to to prevail in that Revolutionary War, and they've continued to protect us ever since then, all over here at home and abroad. And we salute them and thank them. You know, we're all forever indebted to their service, and happy birthday, Marines. Now, uh, yeah, I've actually saw Sanford Seminole play, and uh, now they were playing like Brantley, and of course Brantley's a one-dimensional team, but they looked very athletic. I mean, their defensive line was big and strong, and their passing game was just, I don't know if they even had hardly an an incompletion in that game. Now, once again, pass defense is not like Brantley's forte, but yeah, they looked like they had a big-time passing game with some real good receivers. Obviously, McLean wouldn't be playing as a freshman if he wasn't really, really good. So I think that's one thing we can definitely expect is a, a top-notch high school passing game to go against. And, um, you know, and just the rest of them are just a big, strong, athletic type of, type of team. Yeah, I've seen. You know, I, they're, Seminole's very good. But, you know, Popka will, will – I think this may be one of those games where a Popka's best – Defense will be the uh, ball possession, uh, ball hogging, clock eating offense. Um, you know that type of thing. Uh, now, if you if you got big plays and you're going 60, 70, 80 yards for touchdowns all the time, well, okay, that's fine too. Uh, at that point, it may be become more of a shootout. But uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any doubt that that Seminole will put up some some uh, points. Uh, it, it, to me, it, it comes down to whether some know how they play Apopka's, uh single wing offense. I know Brantley runs the option, which is ground heavy, but it's not the same. And, and you know, 
honestly, Lake Brantley was was not of their normal stellar quality this year. Uh, you know, it's been been kind of rough for a couple of years for them. So, uh, not not horrific, but but certainly not their seven and three or better uh, normal. So, bottom line is is uh, you know if Seminole can slow down and keep Apopka's offense frustrated, uh, and and especially keep Apopka's offense off the field. Then, then I think the Seminoles got a good shot at, at coming away with this, making another one and done for a popka. But uh, you know, the, the matchup—it's all about the matchups, and you know, um, and so I, I would expect that they'll be able to to uh, move the ball some. And, and but Popka's got to be able to get a pass rush on on McLean and and then contain him if the pocket breaks down um you know that's one this this defense defensive line defensive front along with the blitzing some of that they've been more of a blitzing team this year under tom pellucci the defensive coordinator um you know if if that can if that is effective uh and they can contain mclean from from using his feet to hurt him uh getting out of the pocket whether he's running or, or passing on the run uh then then i think the the department's got a good shot at, at coming away with a win you're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central. We're talking about the playoff game tonight on the road at Sanford Seminole. You can hear it all right here on 1520 WBZW with Joe and I. Kickoff is 7.30. You know, playoff games are different than the regular season. And at 7.30 kickoff over at Sanford Seminole. You can hear it all right here on 1520 WBZW and 1520WBZW.com and with the 1520WBZW phone app. And now we, we're going to go to break in a moment when we come back, and we're coming to you live from Porky's. We'll talk, we'll talk about that Oak Ridge game. It was a nice, solid victory to go into postseason um, on the heels of uh, and um, f- scored 44 points and uh, also uh, did good on defense against a team that was uh, you know, uh, primarily, as, John, as John has said, a passing team. And um, so we'll talk about that game when we come back and also talk more just in depth about the Blue Darters, the Blue Darter season, and what we are looking forward to tonight. I want to let you know that, of course, Blue Darter Sports Central is sponsored by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. And if you have garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Florida Door Solutions carries all the best name brands in the garage door industry, and they have both a residential and a commercial division. And their commercial division works with and services some of the top-name companies in Central Florida. So when you need anything to do with Garage Door, contact our friends over at Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Or hit them up online at fladoor.com. And, of course, be sure to tell them you're in a Popka Blue Darter also, want to remind you, we'll be having lunch here with John, with Coach Darlington, Joe Ferraro, and who knows else at just a few, at 12 noon, not too far away. We invite you to come on up and join us today at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back. We're glad you're joining us on Blue Darter Sports Central on Apopka's hometown radio station, 1520 WBZW. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro and John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner. We're talking Blue Darter football. The Our first postseason game is tonight. We'll be on the road at Sanford Seminole. We're coming 
off of a 44-12 victory over Oak Ridge. And that's uh, Santa sets the stage. Sanford Seminoles 9-1. and one. They were uh, the, the district champions from Class 8A uh, District 2. So they've had a very solid season. In fact, they made it to the Final Four last year. And um, so obviously uh, it's a, for football fans, it would be a very intriguing, exciting first-round matchup. For us, it's a tough first-round matchup. For them, it's a tough first-round matchup. And, John, what i kind of like to talk about now is, you know, we have the are blessed to watch the games every single week. You know, we get to know the, the players to a certain extent and see the style of play. But, you know, a lot of people who are big Blue Daughter fans don't go to the games every week and um, may not catch the, the radio broadcast every week. And, you know, there, there's still a lot that they don't they – don't, um, no, so I'd just kind of like to talk in depth, uh, a little bit more in depth, just about the various aspects of the team. Because once again, as is characteristic with Coach Darlington, it's just an exciting team to watch. Uh, you know, um, and, and I, you know, it's and we've got a lot of interesting players, um, a lot of interesting aspects to the team. And I just like to get your insights. If you, maybe you can share your insights uh, with our listeners on various position groups and why don't we start with the offensive line because that was really the veteran part of the team coming into this season if I'm not mistaken I think every starter actually was as a was a previous starter or got a lot of play in time and of course uh, Will Barnes Ed Martellus are being recruited heavily by big time power five schools Shaderick Bradford who I guess is playing a lot at tight end now but he was a first team all district offensive lineman last year and uh, we just got so I'd like to just uh Tell us about the, the offensive line. Well, you pretty much covered it there, Roger. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's a very much a veteran group, uh, without a doubt. Um, you know, the the, the guys uh, up front are, are what make it happen, and, and the Popka really needed that this year because the, the guys behind them are pups. Uh, you know, they have a, and now they have 10 more games under their belts, as do the guys up front. But, you know, the. You know, the guys, the offensive line, and, and uh, you know, then you add Jalen Carter in there. And, I mean, you, you, you when you talk about Apopka's offense, yeah, there's the, the guard, the the center, two guards, and a ta- two tackles. But the way Apopka does it, there's also a blocking back and a tight end who are absolutely members of the offensive line in terms of practicality. Uh, they may be eligible to catch a pass or carry a ball, but uh, the, their main, you know, those plays aren't going to happen all that often. Uh, mainly, it's a, it's a matter of the, them being blockers. Uh, and even if they're offset a little bit, you know, he'll they'll put Zion Hill, who's the t- another tight end. They'll put him out there, you know, uh, a couple three yards off uh, off off the tight end position, off the tackle, and uh, it's a stand-up slot receiver, so to speak, but more of a spread-out tight end. Um, and you know, but these guys, the, their main thing is the block, and and to, you know, no matter what defense they see, and that's the one thing that. You need guys who know what they're doing up front because uh, you know know what kind of defense you're going to see with this team. Um, Wakiva honestly played probably the most normal defense. Uh, now they were tighter to the to the line of scrimmage than maybe uh, they would be uh, in, against other against spread teams. But uh, bottom line is, you never know. Sometimes you know, like Oak Ridge last week. Every play had at least ten guys in the box, uh, maybe eleven on some plays. You know, you could you can make arguments. I mean, the the guy in the back was a few yards off the line of scrimmage, and uh, you know, so 
he was, I guess, responsible for anybody who went out and, and um, you know, on an actual pass pattern. So, uh, you know, Oak Ridge, for instance, puts, you know, 9-10 in the box and, and Apopka rushes for 424 yards. So, you know, they've got to know what their assignments are and, and it, they've got to know who to block no matter what's in front of them because they get really weird defenses because of this unique offense. And then like to talk also what, what, I want to insert another question on a little bit different topic because it's an important one and you know I don't want to neglect it is you know one of the things over the course of the year we by some of our key backfield guys and we haven't talked about in the backfield yet but uh, missed games due to injury uh, uh, Jacorian Davis Hamilton super talented player number one the sophomore missed actually some actual games and parts of other games due to I guess a uh, problem with his ankle uh, the fresh the exciting freshman Eric Wright uh, had you know had some great games, and then he missed time due to injuries. Uh, Cornelius Williams, you know, the very fast uh, running back, number nine, missed some time due to injuries. Where, and I'm sure other players who I'm not mentioning as well, but where do we come in uh, in terms of injuries tonight? I, that's a good question, Roger. And and far as I know, everybody's fairly healthy. Um, the uh, you know Cornelius had his issues at the beginning of the season, and so he was a, a stalwart during the during the middle of, of some of the stuff when when uh, you know for instance at at uh, Jacksonville Mandarin he had uh, he had five touchdowns and I don't remember how many rushing yards but it was pushing three hundred uh, you know he and Jackson Darlington carried the whole load that night offensively pretty much because everybody else was out. Uh, now, fortunately, uh, that was a game where they that could happen and happen successfully for Apopka. But um, as far as I know, everybody's healthy coming into the game, and and that was uh, I was thinking about that earlier today. Is that um, you know you've got you've got all these guys, and they're all everybody's coming back. Cornelius Williams is the old man is is a junior, you know, so he'll be a senior next year, and and everybody else will be sophomores or juniors, and then there's. Maybe a freshman or, two, or an eighth grader right now who's going to be a freshman next year who might pop in there and say, "Wait a minute, I've got some some ability. Let's 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 take it on and, and go from there." Uh, you know, honestly, that may be tough to do, but but you know, maybe they'll find some if they're talented enough, they'll play some find some playing time on defense or, or at least special teams that kind of thing. So, bottom line is is. Uh, uh, Popka's fairly healthy, as far as I know. Haven't heard of anything, uh, any issues now. Um, you know, last week everybody was was available and everybody played. Akeem Brown has has done a good job. Um, he's a, a you know up and coming guy. He and Eric Wright were kind of unknown as coming to the season. Uh, not not that we didn't know about them, but how how well they would do. But both of them are solid runners and. Uh, you know, uh, can can stick their nose right there in the middle and, and, and or get around on the edge. So, you know, Popka's got the speed, but they also have the – now, they don't have the big, you know, burly guy like a Chandler Cox, but, uh, you know, the, the battering ram type of guy. But they've got guys who can go up the middle and, and, and get the job done And in addition to running, uh, you know, the, the sweeps or, or the, the counters, that type of thing. Yeah, Jackson Darlington, that kind of seems to be his role, is to get a lot of the tough inside yardage. Yeah, he. I, I tell you what, Roger. Even though he, does, he doesn't have the body of the classic so-called full, fullback. No, no, he's kind of a tall, <laughs> yeah, slender he needs, guy. He, yeah, he needs to, to get some meat on his bones, and I know they've been trying to do that. But the bottom line is is uh, he's he's been around the middle. Uh, we had a... Um, 
uh, you know, saw some stuff last week on my pictures where he was literally speared in the back uh, by uh, by a Seminole player, and and it just it was scary looking. Uh, but uh, you know, those kind of hits uh, can happen in football, and and not that people are intentionally trying to hurt somebody, but it's just part of the game sometimes. And uh, but uh, you know. It kind of brings up the questions, why isn't that called more often? It's just not called in high school that often, whether it's head-to-head or, or the classic spearing in the back like this this uh, picture showed. So uh, bottom line is uh, at any play, anybody can, can – that can be the end of their season, uh, you know, from an injury standpoint. So popkin has got good depth, and hopefully everybody will make it through and, and continue that depth, and they'll be able to continue in the playoffs. And, and that just brings up something in our last couple of minutes before this of this segment is um, the officiating. And I'll just talk about the officiating before the game and before we enter the playoffs. And it's just as you you touched on it earlier, the thing that concerns me is that there's so much judgment calls, you know, so much of so much of officiating are seems are, are judgment calls, and you know sometimes we don't seem to get the the uh, the, the balanced in, in into the stick there. We get the short end of the stick. So. I would say my, my commentary as we enter the playoffs and we enter the game tonight is one of the things I, I've told other people that in some ways Coach Darlington kind of reminds me of Steve Spurrier. Of course, a lot of different, you know, different guys, a lot of other ways they're you know, incredibly different. But, you know, for Gator fans, and they're still spoiled, as we all know, you know, Spurrier just put people out, out of their misery early. He didn't fool around with people. He didn't, well, let's just keep it close and win it in the end. No, he, he was out there to get as many points as quickly as he could and get the game over as quickly as he could. And um, Coach Darlington, uh, I would say, has been like that um, much of the time as well in Apopka. Uh, but as we've seen, you know, this year and as we saw in 2014, sometimes if, if we're in that close game near the end, you know, the, the mistakes happen or maybe we don't get the, you know, sometimes, believe it or not, we don't, I don't think we get a good break on the calls or whatever, and that puts us in jeopardy of losing games. Yeah, it, you know, you always want to want to take take an, another team's hope out right away. Uh, don't, don't believe that's, uh, you know, don't believe that's, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know that's one of those things that every coach wants to do, but but you know, oftentimes it doesn't happen, no matter what your game plan might be. But uh, you know, uh, with the Popka's speed, you know, that'll be matched somewhat tonight. So it, it's kind of like last week. I think you know, Oak Ridge very athletic and and uh, can match a Popka's. You know, Popka had the one uh, Jacorian Davis Hamilton had a 51 yard run there in the third quarter, uh, if I remember correctly. But anyway, it was 51 yards, and that was by far the king. Brown had a 30-yard late. Akeem Brown had a 30-yarder, but before that, there were a couple 27-yarders in the first half. I know we talked about it. You know, Seminole's team—I mean, uh, Oak Ridge's team speed was able to match some, keep Apopka from from hitting the big play. Uh, and I think Seminole will be able to be the same, even if Apopka is able to rush for you know 300 plus yards, that kind of thing. Uh, I think that uh, it'd be it'd be surprising if Apopka has a lot of big plays, you know, the, the 60, 70, 80 yarders because of Seminole's team speed. And, and I've said it before, and what necessarily what was it? I was was it right before? But I, I'm still going to say it again. I wouldn't expect Coach Darlington to. Uh, I mean, I expect him to come up with a couple of little wrinkles that maybe they haven't seen before that might, uh, you know, strike quickly and you know be a quick strike type of deal for him. But as we've seen him do so many other times. But anyway, it's time for our next break. When we come back, we'll continue to talk with John Perry on Blue Daughter Sports Central. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. 
Now, here's Roger. It's in the yearbook and everything. Welcome back to Blue Dart Sports Central. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue. It's a great day to be in a Popka Blue Darter. I want to give a shout-out to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com, and thank them for their support of Blue Darter Athletics on 1520 WBZW. Of course, you can hear the game tonight on 1520 WBZW. It's a kickoff, 7.30 p.m., pregame 7 p.m., right here on 1520 WBZW, online at 1520WBZW.com, and with the 1520 WBZW phone app. And we'd love to hear from you during the game, whether you text Joe or I or send us a message on Facebook or whatever. It's great to get your messages during the game, and we'll try to get mention you on, this, on the air as well. John Perry's joining us. Look forward to being joined by Coach Darlington a little bit later, and looking forward to having lunch here at Porky's to start our weekend right here at Porky's Original Barbecue in Apopka. Now we'd like to talk, we'll go back to John Perry and talk more about Sanford Seminole. And, of course, John, uh, as we were talking off the air, their coach is Coach Don Stark. He's in his second year there. In fact, they took a dramatic step up in terms of wins and success um, in his very first year, which was last year. And we've got a little history with him. He was a former coach at University High. And, you know, they gave us a, a tough game in the first round of the playoffs in 2012. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that uh, Popka won that game 45-35. At university never went away. In fact, uh, I happened to look at the box score earlier this this morning. I was checking on some stats from back in those days and trying to compare uh, things to now. And uh, didn't remember this until I noticed it. But uh, university, out of their 35 points, had scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And, I, and you know. And, and thinking back, I remember it being kind of, kind of getting yeah, kind of tight. I remember there. hanging around, yeah, you know, uncomfortably so, <laughs> uh, very much so. And, and it was one of those games where you thought, well, Popka's in control, but yet here they are, and this is university. And, the, and, and, and then you, they, they entered as a as, as a district champion. Yeah, oh, Popka, it was this game was over there. They won that district on that side, uh, and I, I don't care what district it is. If you're a district champ, you've you've earned it, uh, you know, because. Uh, to me, if you can, if you can, if you're the coach and you can get University High into the football playoffs, says you, a lot. Yes, it's, it's a, that's, speaks that's volumes. Huge. It very much does. Uh, you know, because the two years since he's been, it's been sad over there. Um, you know, but but bottom line is he's 21 and one at Sanford at Seminole High in Sanford, and and so you know, obviously the man knows what he's doing and is able to get. Uh, the kids to play for him, and, and you know schematically they're doing doing whatever they need to do to 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 win games. And uh, you know maybe they didn't have as tough a schedule this year as a Popka did, uh, but they've also won all their games uh, except for the one. Uh, how they lost to uh, Orange City University, I'm not sure. You know Lorenzo Lengard, uh you know great running back over Orange City University that we saw in the spring game. Uh, you know, he, he was able to get, you know, they were able to wear, wear Seminole down in that game and, and uh, go away with a win. But, uh, you know, obviously Seminole got got things righted and, and university kind of faded after that. And, um, you know, Seminole was able to win that district. So, uh, you know, I would think that uh, there it comes again if a pop can wear Seminole down like that, like uh, university was able to, Orange City University was able to do this year, then, uh, you know, I think a pop has got a real good shot. But uh, we'll have to see. That's what's going to have to be. And, and, and then obviously not give up the 
the the easy uh, touchdowns to Seminole. Speaking with John Perry on Blue Darter Sports Central. Joe Ferraro is here. Come on up and have lunch with us after the show. We're talking Blue Darter football as we enter the playoffs tonight with a road game over at Sanford Seminole. John, one of the great things I like about reading the Chief in general, and especially your uh, columns as well, about a pop football is, is the uh, sense of history and looking back and I know you've been doing some research uh, Sanford Seminole series and we were just talking off here I still refer to him as Sanford I still refer to Osteoahide now as, as Kissimmee that was we always knew them as Kissimmee we always knew what is now known as Seminole High as, as Sanford just as Sanford but anyway um, you know it, it we we, we not one of those teams we played every single year like West Orange and some others, but we've been playing them off and on for for many many years, and uh, you know there have been some really uh, interesting games over those years. And um, but just share a little bit about what what you've been learning. And yeah, I, you know I, I I have a list uh, word document of of all the Popka games I've been able to get scores or at least outcomes, wins or losses from. And and interestingly enough, some of the the early stuff I have more stuff from, from when the Popka start first started playing football back in the early 30s. And um, but far as I can tell, a Popka in, in Sanford uh, played in football in first time in 1953, um, and played for 11 straight years after that, uh, ending in '63 when. Uh, uh, Sanford beat a Popka fifty-nine to nothing, and I remember that game. I was at, I was uh, at yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah, we were both. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, I think that was the two and eight season, uh, where they and, won, and, they won and, the first two and, games. And one point, yeah, one point about that, you know, is we we were off to a pretty good season. It was a young team. We were off to a two and zero oh season. And we just went over there. They were a juggernaut, and they, they crushed us. Yeah, that and then was, that destroyed the whole season. Yeah, and the, and the Wildwood didn't was, win a game the rest of the season. Right. Yeah, and it was it was not pretty. Some of the scores there was a sixty to nothing against Wildwood, uh, and and that's a whole other story there. But anyway, bottom line is is a Popkin and, and Sanford slash Seminole High uh, have a have a history. Haven't played since that 2007 season though. Uh, when when uh, Seminole I said earlier, Seminole beat a Popka 28-7 in a in a regional uh, a final, which is a third round game. Um, then you know under Coach Mike Cullison, who spent one uh, one year as an Apopka assistant uh, uh, before Darlington, and uh, in, in, you know for the one of the first, if not the first, Apop- uh, UCF quarterbacks when UCF started football in the late. He, 70s. he was the first. He yes, the first. and so and, know, and his son played for Apopka. Exactly. Yeah, his son Wes uh, played for Apopka in the, uh, a few years ago. So um, you know the the uh, Seminole that 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 Seminole team. Defense was their calling card. Uh, you know, um, trying to remember some of the names, but uh, Ray Ray Armstrong, yeah, and and the, the, that was, uh, the receiver Andre DeBose, yeah, that type of thing. But but they and they had some. Uh, Pop had a pretty good team that year, you know, with with uh, Jeremy Gallon, Caleb, Caleb Nelson, and uh, Pooh Bear Mars, and and whatnot. But uh, just ran into a better team that night. I you know I remember one time uh, one one. In that that game in in the, the playoff game ten years ago, that Apopka Caleb Nelson uh, picked off a pass or turned it to the six yard line. Uh, it was fairly deep in in, in Seminole territory, and he, he returned it a few yards to the six. Apopka didn't score a touch, didn't score a point. Uh, you know, and that was with Jeremy Gallon and, and those guys. So, and you know, Apopka had a pretty good pretty good offense at that point. So, um, you know, that's. 
you know, these days, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll find out. I, but well, I don't, I don't think we can I don't expect them to have talent. Definitely. Yeah, I, there's no no doubt. But I, I don't think they're at that level, that elite level, like like that team was ten years ago. And I'd like to go back and let's talk a little more about the position groups. It, the, the, of course, John kind of hit the the backs pretty good. They were a very inexperienced crew coming in the season. They've been, you know, obviously, you know, done very well. And uh, Corian Davis Hamilton, number one, I guess he plays like the, the tailback position in the single wing often, and you know he he can throw as well as as run. Jackson Darlington also plays the tailback position as well as running back and receiver, and you know, he's kind of his job to get the you know be that steadying influence and also get the tough yards between the tackles and also be a, a receiver and, all, and also throw be a passer right. and he's had success in all those roles uh as you said um you know Cornelius williams who's just a, a a flat out speedster number nine he's you know, gets tons of yardage on the sweeps um, and off tackle plays and then you know, the eric wright the freshman came along and he you know, had you know, had over 200 yards in his first start and then akeem brown uh came along as you said and had over 200 yards in his first start and and of course the the, the blocking back is the the big sophomore jalen carter the huge sophomore jalen carter who's also versatile and talented so you know we, we, we've definitely got some some great uh, variety if you will um at the running back position yeah, there's no doubt that, that, and that depth has paid off this year, as we mentioned earlier, because of the injuries to some of the guys. Uh, able to just, it's almost a plug-and-play situation, and I know it's not, but, but because uh, you've got to have the kids who can can get the job done. And you know, there was that one one game where Chance Bush, the defensive back, was moved to to running back because of of uh, the, the the injuries had mounted up so heavy, heavily. And so, anyway, bottom line is, <clears throat> you know, Popka's. Uh, I, all those guys are pretty much healthy, and, and you know. And then you, if you if you can complete a few passes, uh, I know it's like the other night uh, against Oak Ridge. You know, Jalen Carter caught all three uh, passes, but but uh, bottom line is is uh, that that uh, um, uh, gosh, my mind's gone. Yeah, well, well, I was going to mention the tight end group. We got a great tight end group. Uh, Zion Hill, number seventeen, and Shaderic Bradford's been playing some at some at tight end as well. So, uh, you know, it's it's uh, got, got that's a great uh, that's a strength I would say too. Is all three of those guys can catch the ball, and of course they they're good blockers. They wouldn't be playing tight end. So, um, just trying to share with you some friends and some of the insights and specifics about specific players and um, we're sharing that with you today on Blue Darter Sports Central in anticipation of the first round playoff game at Sanford Seminole tonight and of course we'll mention again you can you can um, play it at uh, you can hear it on 1520wbzw.com and 1520wbzw phone app and 1520wbzw.com as well and um we're going to go to another quick break, and when we come back, we look forward to being joined by Coach Rick Garlington, most likely on the phone, and then we look forward to having you come up and join us and having lunch here at Porky's after the show. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you today. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue right in the heart of downtown Apopka. Come on up and join us for lunch at Porky's after the show and get your weekend started off right. Joe Ferraro is joining us. John Perry's here with us. 
And right now we're joined by Coach Rick Darlington on the phone, and we'll go to Coach Darlington right now. Hello, Coach. Thank you for joining us this morning. You're welcome. Now, as you know, of course, it's a big day. We're entering postseason. Our first postseason game is tonight on the road at Sanford Seminole. Last week, we finished up the regular season and had a good, solid win over Oak Ridge, 44-12, to over 400 yards rushing. You know, held their passing game in check. You know, you know, held their running game to virtually nothing. Um, what were your thoughts uh, about the, the Oak Ridge game? Well, you know, they're a talented team. They always uh, always have great speed on their on their stuff to defend and go against. But you know, we kind of went into it with a really simple plan, and it worked out good for us. So I was glad we were able to get a win. Needed to get that win, pass the momentum, you know, going into the playoffs. Now, as we enter the playoffs, we. Um had a you know, successful season, played a tough schedule. Some of the top teams in the state already we've played, had some guys banged up over the course of the season. Where, How would you assess the team right now um, as we get ready to enter enter the playoffs? Um, you talking about health-wise? Health-wise? Are you talking well, about health? Well, yeah, health and, and in general, just the, 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 the mindset, the attitude. All those things. Well, I, I think health-wise, uh, Chance Bush is questionable with a hamstring he pulled against oh, Oak Ridge, but he's really the only guy. Um, everyone else seems to be at full strength. And then uh, mindset, you know, it's, it's this is what we do. This is why we compete. This is why we lift weights and do all-season programs and do all the things we do to compete and to compete in the playoffs. You know, we've been in the playoffs for many years in a row, and we're, we're glad to be in, but now it becomes a whole different deal. You know, we treat it as a different season. And we kind of talked about, you know, you win one game a week, and then you get to keep going. And if you don't win one game in a week, you know, then you don't get to keep going. So this is what it's all about. You know, it's a tough bracket. It always is. I think the new playoff system has been really exciting for everybody. And, you know, you didn't know who you were going to play to the very end, which is kind of neat. And glad we're in with a chance to compete. We're playing Stanford Seminole. They're a you know, talented team. They 9-1 this year. They went deep in the playoffs last year. Coach Stark's second year as their head coach. What can you tell us about them? Well, Don went over to university a couple of years ago, and we played him in the first round in 2012, and it was our closest playoff game. You know, And then we played him the next year in the playoffs too. So those were those were Don Stark coach teams, and he uh, – you know, does a, he's a really good coach. You know, does a does a great job with all the areas of the program, and they're playing with great confidence. You know, they're eight one this year, and they were thirteen and one last year. You know, had DP beaten, that they'd make two kicks, and um, so they're twenty one and two over the last two years. And they're not going to be lacking for confidence when the Blue Darters come to town tonight. Yeah, and, and looking at one of our. Let's look at the season. In some of the tougher games we had, our, our defense played played very, very well. Dr. Phillips stands out. Wekiva stands out. I mean, their defense was probably more highly touted coming in. Our, our defense outplayed them in that game. Can, can you talk about our defense, and especially our defense uh, in relation to Sanford? And, you know, they're kind of a, a pass-oriented team, um, you know, as, as well as they can run the ball too. But, but uh, can you talk about the defense and their role tonight? Well, Seminole's got a really good quarterback. They, they, he's a freshman, but he really plays above his years, and uh, he's going to be a really good player. And so, 
Um, yeah, defensively, you know, that's our thing. We haven't always been great against the pass. We're going to have to be great against the pass tonight. And when you talk about defending the pass, it's not just the routes. You have to get pressure on and contain and sack the quarterback so you can't let him get loose and, and make plays with his legs. So it'll be a tough game. But like you said, in some in some big games, we played good defense, and we need to continue to do so. How do you choose who's, who the game captains are going to be every game? Just the guys I like the best, you know, the ones that don't tick me off. No, with the coaches before the game talk about it, you know, say who's been best, the best leaders this week and kind of go like that with it. So it's a game-by-game thing. We want to make sure all of our seniors get to be captains. That's how last week those guys that, had, that were captains hadn't been captains yet, and so we, we chose them. So tonight, you know, the offensive coaches get with the offensive coaches and talk about it and you know, and you can't use all seniors all the time because we don't have that many seniors. There's like, especially on offense, I think there's like three seniors that play, you know, and uh, on defense to see. So I have no, so what's up to see? So I have no idea who they're going to be tonight. Very interesting. Just been sharing with us, Coach. We've just been informed by Alan. We're down to our few final seconds. Come on up and join us. Look forward to having lunch, friends. Come on up and join us at lunch at Porky's Original Barbecue and tune into the game tonight. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.